Season 1, Episode 33, Pete's Podcast, Bible Story Evangelism, Romans 4, 5. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. I've always loved this verse. Um, until recently, I've always been all about, you know, almost... And, some people take it that way that I'm against good works, but my goodness, we're 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 judged as believers by the good and bad that we do at the judgment seat of Christ during the tribu- during the tribulation. We're raptured out. We which are alive shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. So shall we ever be with the Lord. So that's called the rapture, being caught up. Enoch was was walked with God and was not and. Uh, uh, Somebody got picked up in a chariot of fire. It just escapes me right now. Um, Isaiah? No. Uh, Elijah? I can't remember. Anyway, um, one of the prophets. Um, so, but to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Okay, this guy is working not. Now, there's a couple of different ways you could take that, but to him that worketh not, it's really in context talking about Abraham here, but he's not working, he's not working for um, justification. He's not working for eternal life. He's not working, doing good works to get to heaven. He's doing good works because he's going, and therein lies all the difference. It's an insult. You can help your mom all you want. You can help your parents. It's a great thing to do. Honor your mother and father. Commandment number five. But if you have, you know, if you just say, Mom, you know, here's 20 bucks for all that I've done, you know, all that you've done for me. It's just insulting to try to pay for somebody that has done so much for you. And it's insulting to try to pay God. For that's equating whatever you're doing to what Christ did on the cross for the sins of the whole world, the just for the unjust. You're the unjust for the unjust. So you, the wages of sin is death. It's not good works. You're not going to work your way to heaven. So I, I do talk about not of works, lest any man should boast a lot. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. I talk about that all the time. But I need to talk more about, hey, Get to work, get to work, get to work. That's uh, It's in the Bible a lot. We're going to be judged for that uh, as believers. The other judgment for works is for punishment in hell at the great white throne at the end of the millennium. So those are the two judgments for works. Um, I need to talk about you know, our works are tried by fire and you have wood, hay, and stubble or gold, silver, and precious stones. In Corinthians, if I'm not mistaken, I need to memorize that verse so I can talk about it. I don't know how far, how long I can stay ahead of doing a podcast a day and memorizing verses every single day. But uh, so far, I, I'm, I've had kind of a backlog of ones I've memorized before, like Romans 4 or 5. So um, anyway, it's a, a nice way to spend retirement, I guess. I get to talk a lot. So that's... Uh, that's good because I don't talk to people that much since my wife's gone. But that's been six years now. But uh, anyway, um, 
So uh, I thought I would take a look at um, context, context, context. So uh, Romans 4, 5. Let me just take it verse word by word, and then we'll go through uh, uh, Romans 4, 1 through 12, which some call Abraham justified by faith. That's the only way you can be justified, just as if I'd never sinned by faith. But to him that worketh not. So it could be the guy that doesn't do any good works, or it could be the guy that doesn't do any good works for salvation. If it's talking about Abraham here, I think Abraham kind of understands that his good works aren't going to pay for sin. Uh, it goes all the way back to Genesis 50, 15, 6. In Genesis 15, 6, it says, Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Counted unto him for righteousness. This verse is saying the same thing. Paul wrote, but, writes, But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Counted for righteousness. Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. I'm assuming you're not looking at a Bible. That's why I keep saying these things over and over again. But um, <clears throat> some of you are, and then that's fine. And if you have a different version, you know, you can read it in a different version. That works too. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth, justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. I, I Googled this verse just before I started teaching tonight, and, it, and it, one of the commentaries said that, that God has a new name. Him that justifies the ungodly. I really like that name because I'm ungodly and I always knew I was ungodly. I knew I couldn't keep my word or whatever. I couldn't do Lent as a young boy in my church. We had Lent before Easter and I, I remember one time I actually tried to do it and uh, failed. So anyway, but... Um, Justified means just as if I'd never sinned, but to him that worketh not, but believeth on, I love that preposition, that's my favorite preposition for faith, on him. It's like I'm trusting this chair to hold me up right now. All my faith is in this chair and it's doing a good job. And um, But Jesus Christ, as I said before, is a lot more reliable than this chair. Anyway, it's one of these, it's got a gas pump in it to pump me up, but it's losing air. So I always go down to the bottom. But that's okay. It's still very comfortable. It's a mesh chair. So anyway, it's com it's comfortable that way. Um, him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Genesis 15, 6, first book of the Bible. Genesis chapter 15. I mean, Abraham is first mentioned in Genesis chapter 11 pretty much right after the Tower of Babel. I think he was a contem contemporary with uh, Job. Anyway, well, let's start in Romans chapter 1, verse 1. What shall we say then that Abraham our father... Let me try that again. What shall we say then that Abraham our father, as pertaining the flesh, hath found? Okay, what has he found? For if Abraham were justified by works, he hath whereof to glory, but not before God. You know, he, back in these days, um, Abraham you know, saw God, talked to God right before uh, they, uh, the angels destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah and Lot escaped. Uh, Abraham kept kind of arguing with God. If you, you know, if, if there's a hundred justified people there, if there's 50, if there's, it gets down to 10, 
he does it like several times more than more than I just did but um, and, he, and he gets down to 10 because he's got a nephew and his wife and they're they're married a couple of his daughters are married and two of them aren't and so maybe he's got some grandkids I think he was counting on 10 people in Sodom and the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah to save the city but that was not the case if you read the story but um, but so he had a, a different kind of relationship with God uh, kind of more personal one Genesis 15 6 it's, uh, God was still pretty busy uh, Abraham, Moses hadn't written the first five books of the Bible yet and um, <clears throat> you, you, you say well what did, what did Moses know about uh, the first five books of the Bible uh, there was a man who lived through the flood his name was Noah his father was Lamech Lamech was 59 years old when Adam died I tried to talk to you before about the water canopy and how that increased the pressure a water layer above the atmosphere read Genesis chapter 1 uh, day 2 when the atmosphere is made it, it divides it separates the water above the firmament from the water below the firmament the, the firmament is uh, the atmosphere and um, that would pressurize the air and give us more oxygen and maybe hearts would you know you could pump a lot the heart would have to do a lot less work to get more oxygen we're breathing compressed air uh, the compression the uh, compression chambers they use for athletes and stuff high pressure uh, I forgot what they're called but um, they use them for scuba divers if they get uh, the bends. Um, they call them decompression, but they, they raise the pressure and they slowly decompress you. Um, but they do that to dope the blood with oxygen for, for uh, athletes and things like that. But what if the whole world was a hyperbaric chamber and uh, with the water canopy? And men lived to be a thousand years old. The oldest one recorded in the Bible lived to be 969 years old. and But that's written in the Bible. There are maybe some guys that lived longer that didn't, um, that, that, that weren't written in the Bible. Anyway, it doesn't matter. They lived a long time. Um, and uh, you, can, you can get that. I think it's in Luke because it gives you so-and-so begot so-and-so and it gives you the ages and if you're very systematic about it you'll see that that Lamech was 59 years old or 56 years old I can't remember uh, when Adam died and you can do it I, I did it for my Bible classes at the last few years of my teaching because I got to finally teach Bible um, just a couple of years I did it full-time they were always, I was always doing physics or pre-calculus or something like that. But um, anyway, what shall we say that in Abraham our, our father as pertaining to the flesh hath found? For if Abraham were justified by works, he hath whereof to glory, but not before God. So I'm not going to call out a reverse. We're in Romans chapter 4, verses 1 through 12. Verse 3. For what saith the scripture? Genesis 15, 6, Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. If you're following along your Bible, you see that I'm just reading it here. Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. That's, that's what I did 48 years ago. I believed in God the Father because for God, Jesus said, 
that his Father so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And I like to say he had me at whosoever. I really liked a God that, that wanted everybody to be saved. And, and I also, I liked the, the price on it. It was free. I said, I can afford that. And so can a, a little kid going through a trash dump outside some giant city somewhere where the kids live on the, the waste. And five bucks would be way too much to pay for eternal life for him. He would not have five bucks. But free, anybody can afford free. And, and that's what it is. It's like Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. One thing you have to do on the Day of Atonement to have it count for you in Leviticus is absolutely nothing. And that's the one thing you have to do to be saved by faith. Absolutely nothing. Don't, don't put it together. Just receive it. Whosoever receiveth him, to them he gave you power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. So it's a free gift. Um, and this, verse 4, is now to him, this would be what happens if it, was, if it wasn't a free gift. Now to him that worketh is a reward not reckoned of grace. Grace implies a gift. If you work for something, it's not a gift. It's a reward. It's wages. The wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is not, as I said yesterday, the wages of sin is not good works. Romans 4, 5, uh, I'm sorry, um, Titus 3, 5 um, said, um, what did Titus 3, 5 say? To him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Titus 3, 5. Not, I'm sorry, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us by the washing and regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. That's what I talked about on yesterday's podcast. And I don't know if I'll keep this up one a day, but I'm going to try for a while and see if I can. I kind of enjoy it. But uh, And if I make a mistake and I catch it, which I do, uh, I'll go over it on the next podcast, my mistake. Okay. Now to him is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. God would owe you eternal life if you could work for it. What a nightmare. There's no judging for eternal life. Jesus took the judgment at the cross. There are three judgments. Jesus on the cross, for, for, well, there's five judgments, but, but for salvation, there's three. Not for salvation. He, maybe I have to go through all five again. But the judgment of Christ on the cross paid for the sins of the whole world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but everlasting life. Jesus paid for the sins of the whole world at the cross. Judgment number one. Judgment two and three because we're going to just say two and three because I don't know which one comes first in time. But two and three are during the tribulation, which the Lord could come back tonight. The tribulation could start tonight, the 70th week of Daniel. And um, Israel would be judged during that seven years. It's a very hard time. Um, but they come to Christ in droves, led by the 144,000 Jewish evangelists, young men, never been with a woman, uh, pretty, you know, incredibly great witnesses for the Lord Jesus Christ. They have the seal of God in their forehead, which the mark of the beast is an imitation of. And uh, they're, they're slaughtered to the last man. And then you have um, the 
so I said two and three. So the other one happens at the, during the tribulation is in heaven, um, the judgment seat of Christ for reward in heaven. Ten cities to rule, crowns to wear, whatever. Um, and, and I need to study these more. Um, I shouldn't, whatever, eternal judgments, because they are Hebrews 6, 1 and 2, uh, fundamental doctrines, of, uh, of the foundational fundamental doctrines of Christ. Okay, so then you have uh, the judgment of uh, the sheep and the goats, the judgment of the nations. That's really the judgment of, of not the Jews during the tribulation. It's the judgment of of the, well, it's not the 144,000 because the 144,000 are the, the, Jesus says, you did it on the least of these, my brethren. It's the 144,000 that were slaughtered in the tribulation under the throne of God. Um, read about it. And they cry, cry out from heaven. And now I, I think they accompany, they're at the judgment seat of Christ. The, the least, did it under the least of these, my brethren. You did it unto me. The, the saved helped them, fed them, clothed them, and the lost turned them in and persecuted them and, and uh, caused them to be captured and slaughtered. And they're going to pay for that. And um, then you've got uh, the, that's the judgment, that's the judgment of the nation. That's number four at the end of the tribulation. So if, if the, the Lord came back tonight, we would have four of the judgments done in seven years. We would have Christ dying on the cross, which happened a thousand years ago. That's the only one that's been done. But we'd have the judgment seat of Christ in heaven of the church, if you will. It was raptured out, believers that were raptured out. Jewish believers, Messianic Jews would go up at also, all believers go up at the rapture. Uh, the judgment of the nation of Israel that it's judged, uh, especially the ones that are now following Christ, and they get it right this time. They're judged, and the world is judged, and it's a you know horrible plagues. And read the Book of Revelation, and you can read about plagues that are worse than than Pharaoh had. Um, then you have the. Uh, at the end of the tribulation, you have the judgment of the nation. So, again, within seven years, if the Lord came back tonight or the rapture occurred tonight, you would have, in seven years, you'd have, you'd have all four of them done. And then it would be a thousand-year gap until the great white throne occurred, uh, which is for punishment in hell. And so, um, let's... my. Screen keeps going blank because I talk too much. Um, okay, um, so four or five again. But to him that worketh not, but believe it. Verse four. Now to him that worketh is a reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. You, you know, you, God would be indebted to you for if you could earn or you could work towards eternal life. It'd be like getting paid at the end of the month or whatever. Uh, that's not the case. It's grace. It's not for by grace are we saved through faith. Not of yourselves, the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration, renewing of the Holy Ghost. Uh, Titus 3.5, Romans 
4, 5, which I've said over and over again. How about Acts 13, 39? And by him all that believe are justified from all things from which you could not be justified by the law of Moses, by the works of the law. Okay, verse uh, 6, Romans 4, 6. Even as David described the blessedness of the man whom God imputeth righteousness without works. David talks about Abraham, pretty stand-up guy and important in the Bible and one that we focus on. There are a lot of people, most people never have their names written in the Bible, but we have some heroes. And again, their failures are included. David's failures included. That's one of the great testaments that the Bible is true because these people didn't write it to protect themselves. They write it, wrote it to convict themselves. And, and you know, people, I heard someone say one time that, that if you believe in salvation by grace without works, then you don't mind talking about your mistakes. If you're trying to fool people into thinking that you're like this per perfect person or you deserve eternal life, then you have to be very careful what you let out let people know about you. Anyway, um, even as David described, verse 6, even as David described the, man, the blessedness of the man, Abraham in the context here, unto whom God imputeth righteousness without works. Verse 7, saying, Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven, whose sins are covered. He covers us and he paid for our sins. He was the propitiation for our sins, which is a big word for payment. Blessed are they, happy are they, whose iniquities are forgiven, whose sins are covered. I have eternal life. For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I believe I have everlasting life. Like David did in the 23rd Psalm, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Verse 8, blessed is the man or happy is the man whom the Lord will not impute sin. That's, you know, my faith is counted for righteousness. I'm not righteous. It's not my righteousness we're talking about. For God hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. It's not like we all of a sudden start doing what's right. It's just God accepts us as clean. Our sins have been paid for. If you owed a million dollars and somebody paid it off to your debtor, the person you owed it to, you wouldn't know it anymore. And that's what it is. God, Jesus paid our debt. And it counts to our account by our faith in Him. Uh, verse 9, the, Cometh this blessedness then upon the circumcision only, only the Jew? which Paul likes to call the circumcision, or upon the uncircumcision also. For we say, that would be the Gentiles, another name for the Gentiles, it's us and them, you know, believers, unbelievers, uh, that's what I do. I, I look at people as either believers in Jesus Christ or not believers in Jesus Christ. And uh, the Jews kind of did that with the circumcision and the uncircumcision. <clears throat> Faith, okay. For we say that faith was reckoned to Abraham for righteousness, which is a little confusing to me, but I'm going to say Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Um, a little confused by the preposition here. For We say faith was reckoned to Abraham 
for righteousness. I think righteousness was reckoned to Abraham for his faith. That's clear what the context is saying here. And if this old English is a mystery to me, then, then so be it. I'm not going to say that his faith was reckoned, that faith was reckoned to Abraham for righteousness. That would be, some people would love to jump on that and say, oh, well, God gave him the faith, therefore, you know, but what about the people in hell that God didn't give the faith to? That just whosoever, it's not limited atonement. It's not any, many, many, mo. So if you want to take that one verse and try to make it go against everything else this is, these 12 verses are saying and, and verses all throughout the Bible uh, that, that God picks and chooses who's going to heaven, then go ahead. But I could have just glossed over that, but um, maybe your Bible does a better job of translating that. The King James says, For we say that faith was reckoned to Abraham for righteousness. I would say that righteousness was reckoned to Abraham for faith. Abraham believed God and was counted unto righteousness. So I don't quite understand, but this is an old language and maybe your version, I'm talking about something that's not even a problem in yours. Anyway, Romans 4.10, how was it then reckoned? When he was in circumcision or uncircumcision? Well, Abraham got the commandment for circumcision, so he was circumcised as an old man. Uh, so it was, it was, he's on Jewish ground here. And he's talking about circumcision, and he's telling a fact that the, the Jews would know. Now, was 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 the righteousness reckoned uh, when he was in circumcision or uncircumcision? I, I guess you could guess, try to guess at that. But if you guess circumcision, you'd be wrong. Not in circumcision, but in uncircumcision. So he hadn't done anything to, you know, circumcision doesn't save you. Um, a Jewish friend of mine called it, you know, to his Bible class, he called it a, a cleanliness thing that the Jewish people do. And so do the Arabs, by the way. Uh, when I say Arabs, I'm talking about, well, Abraham had other children besides Isaac, um, Isaac's older brother, Esau. Anyway, um, I'm getting confused with Jacob's brother. Anyway, um, the, the, the Abraham was his father and Sarah's handmaid was his mother. But he's the father of Jewish people, the Midianites, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, of, of, but, but again, if you live in Saudi Arabia or on the Arabian Peninsula, if you're an Arab, you are a child of Abraham. I was sitting on an airplane one time and I saw someone reading... A book. I thought it was a New Testament. It was a small leather-bound book. And I said, do you understand what you read? And he goes, it's a Koran. And I said, well, I got a question for you. Um, can I ask you a question? He said, sure. I said, uh, do you consider yourself a child of Abraham? And he said, my name is Abraham. I said, okay, well, I guess that answers that question. Um, verse, chapter 4, verse 10. How was it then reckoned when he was uncircumcision or in circumcision or uncircumcision? Not in circumcision, but in uncircumcision. Two more verses to go. And he received the sign of circumcision, a seal of righteousness of the faith which he had yet being uncircumcised, that he might be the father of them that believe, though they be not circumcised. That would be a lot of people in the world that believe without circumcision. In America, we 
circumcise our babies because it's just a, a, a like like that my friend said it's a cleanliness thing it's a anyway that righteousness might be imputed unto them also by what by by their circumcision no that he might be the father of all that believe i am a child of abraham because i believe abraham believed god and it was counted unto for righteousness i believed god i believed the god of john 3:16 but who also walketh, okay, um, all right, so let me, verse 11 again. And he received a sign of circumcision, a seal of righteousness of the faith which he had yet being uncircumcised, again, it's all about the faith that he had, that, that he might be the father of them that believe, though they be not circumcised, and righteousness might be imputed unto them also. So it's imputed by faith. Abraham believed God and it was imputed unto him for righteousness. And the righteousness was imputed, counted to his account. My account is paid in full by the blood of Jesus Christ because I put my faith in him as my Savior. And the father of circumcision, and last verse here in, in, verse, in Romans 4, 1 through 12, uh, entitled in my, this just extra biblical, but in a kind of a study Bible, Abraham justified by faith. Verse 12, the father of circumcision to them who are not of the circumcision only, but who walk in the steps of that faith of our father Abraham. And he had yet uncircumcised. So Abraham believed God and was counted unto righteousness before he was circumcised in his old age. And uh, we follow, some believers are some circumcised, some are not. I would never be circumcised to be, uh, to be saved. That's ridiculous. Um, but it, it wasn't really my choice when I was a baby. And most of my, you know, I think most Americans, I don't know what it is today, to tell you the truth. But um, it wasn't really an option, I, I, I don't think. I mean, I guess you could say you didn't want it, but anyway, uh, I'm going to say adios to God, and I'm also going to say via condios, which means go with God, via condios.